ser benfiquista é uma crença. É uma religião muito grande. A visão é um culto. A coragem, que é a liberdade, que é crer, que é vontade, que é o caráter das pessoas. A alma de quem é grande, maior que os maiores. É uma paixão que eu tenho explicação. Eu não consigo explicar o que é ser o Benfica. Eu sinto o que é ser o Benfica. Mas de facto uma paixão. E as paixões são assim, vivem-se assim intensamente. Aqui não há nenhuma razão. É paixão, paixão, paixão. Ser Benfica. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Talking to the Doll Bifiga podcast. And quite a, quite a special edition. We're recording tonight, episode 350. 350. And our long, long trip journey here in podcast land. My name is Alfredo Fumasas. I'm sitting next to uh, Cristiano Oliveira. Cristiano, como é que tá a coisa, meu amigo? Tudo bem, tudo bem. What's going on, everyone? Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Pleasure to be here with you guys uh, once again for another episode of the Mifika podcast to, to break down the game against the Lagartos, which is always a special occasion. That's right. And uh, up in uh, Canada, Dave D'Oliveira. What's happening, Dave? Good. Nothing much. Also good to be back on here uh, tonight. Uh, good. Re It'll be a positive recap as we got the positive results, like uh, you said. So good to be back on here. Absolutely. So as uh, both of these guys mentioned, we'll recap Sporting, the, the eternal uh, derby of Lisbon, uh, Sporting and Benfica. Uh, and we'll also look ahead to Benfica's next home game. Uh, I'm sorry, Liga Noz game, which is against Passos Ferreira at the Capital de Móvel um, in Passos Ferreira, obviously. So um, let's, uh, let's get right into this. Um, I'll give you the lineup. Uh, of the Sporting game. Um, Vlaco Dimos was in goal. Almeida Dias, Ferro and Grimaldo. Uh, uh, Julian Weigel, uh, Gabriel, Pizzi, Servi, Chiquinho and Vinicius. Um, not not a very surprising lineup here, uh, Dave. Uh, we saw Weigel make his, his what, third third start, third consecutive start now. Were you surprised at all that Weigel was the one chosen over Tarapt? Uh, I guess so. For a big match, uh, you would think that maybe Galage would go with his trusted lineup there in the middle with uh, Tarapt and uh, Gabriel, but maybe uh, he's uh, impressed what he sees with uh, Weigel uh, at the training camp. And, and you've uh, another perform a strong performance by him uh, today. He's uh, constantly improving game by game. Uh, again, uh, much more improved uh, than his last outing, and he just continues to keep things simple. Uh, in the uh, the midfield and, and is it improving so uh, he's uh, earned the trust of Lash it seems right now but uh, yeah they're using uh, Weigel instead of uh, Tarapt uh, it looked like Tarapt was needed there especially towards uh, the uh, the beginning of the second half and uh, with the, the, the lot of delays in the second half you could have uh, brought in uh, Tarapt much earlier but uh, not to get too ahead of ourselves here but uh, Tarapt was was missed in in terms of the uh, creativity going forward in this what, match. Was it like Fourth of July weekend in Portugal this week? Because I mean, it seems like a lot of fireworks. It seems like every time Benfica goes to Alvalade, there's fireworks. So I mean, it's gotta be it's gotta be something with fireworks with the special occasion. Maybe they just have a deal with the fireworks company at Benfica every time Benfica comes in. What do you think? I don't know. 
Because, I mean, that's... I think that we when, were there the when first you time. buy uh, fireworks to celebrate goals and then your team's not scoring, at one point, you got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of them. Gotta get, you think they get them at Walmart, like in bundle bundle packages? Possibly. Possibly. Oh, little. Little, little. Little, little, for sure. Oh, little, little, little. Oh, continent. Yeah, one of those. Um, we had spoken here about uh, with uh, Weigel's um, arrival. Same. Certainly, there was going to be some changes in, in the center of midfield. Uh, and you and I, we, we, we spoke about who, who sits. Who sits. We did. And, and we um, spoke about this last week on last week's podcast. Yeah. You asked who starts, which which of the three would sit. And I actually said, I I, I expected Bruno Lars to stick with what's been working. I, I anticipated uh, to see Tarapt and to see uh, Gabriel in the middle to start the game and then possibly, uh, you know, bring Wago, uh, Vigo, whatever the hell you want to call him off the bench. And and obviously, Lars decided to go with the $20 million man, the guy that was brought in just recently uh, to, to solidify his, uh, his midfield. And uh, look. So far, so good. Doesn't really stand out, but he just seems to always be at the right place at the right time. Gets into the passing lanes. Um, it'll take him a little while to to possibly, you know, um, adapt. Um, as it took Tarap, Tarap took four years. So, uh, <laughs> Here, here's the the biggest thing before we get into um, the game. It, it's certainly having uh, three guys, or even four guys, or even five guys to choose hey. from from that. To that middle position. Stop. Starting so three. The other two are just they're afterthoughts. But, but still, there's also um, six. The other guy didn't leave yet. Neither. <laughs> guy that so rolls up his shorts. Let's um, let's just, let's just say that there's tremendous flexibility in the way that Lodge could set up this midfield. After the game, he mentioned that his choice of Julian Weigel over Tarapt was the fact that uh, because Julian Weigel is more of experienced playing in that position that he occupies spaces. And, and a big strategy for Benfica was to be able to occupy those spaces and to limit sporting on their buildup. So the fact that now there's these guys that can slot in and that could provide a different flexibility uh, it's like, I don't know if you remember, we had, as kids, we had those cars and we had different engines that used to put yes. in the car. Some of them were faster, some of them were slower. I was too broke. I never had those. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, we cannot complain about the lack of, of uh, depth in that midfield position. There's definitely a lot of options. Yeah. A lot and of good options. options. And it, absolutely. And, and, and that's the thing about being a good quality team is that you have options. And when you, inst, you know, take someone out, insert someone else in, quality doesn't drop. And so Benfica right now benefits from that. But I got to be honest, I, I was I was upset, as you guys would expect. You know, I anticipated that to play. Um, as I sit here on a podcast and we've said, you know, all of us at some point have said that Servi um, deserves to be playing based on. You know the effort he's put in and and, and his performances over Defensive the last shifts. couple over the last couple of weeks, right? And so I thought it was very unfair uh, for for Tarapt as well because Tarapt has really played well this season. Yeah. Um, you could argue, you know, he's he's one of the best players Benfica's has had all season. He's, he's actually played to that level. So again, I, I understand you always want to have a guy like Julian Vago in, uh, in 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 your team, right? And you're starting eleven, but at the same time, I thought it was a little bit of unfair, you know, a little disservice to Tarapt. But nonetheless, look, it worked out. But you do understand the thought process behind it. I do and I don't because just a couple of weeks ago, you know, Tarap was playing in very big and important games and doing just fine. And, I mean, we we talked about it here. Uh, there were stats. He recovered more balls than anyone in the Portuguese league. So, I mean, look, the guy was putting in 
is 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 shift on the defensive end. It wasn't like he was just slacking, you know, not 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 tracking back. He was actually putting in his work. But again, look, you you understand the decision because we're not talking about replacing them with you know a monk, right? We're talking about another very good player, yeah. quality player, player that was acquired uh, not too long ago for 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 a tremendous amount of money for Portuguese club. I'm pretty sure, you know, wink wink. You're coming to play. You're not going to come to sit, you know, unless there's something wrong with you. And uh, there's probably an agreement, uh, you know, by 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 the coaching staff, by the club, and and and, and, and you know Julian and his representatives that he needs to play. So um, pretty sure there's a combination of those things. Uh, but again, it worked out. So it's it's a lot easier to swallow when you get the positive results um, yeah. than it is when things go go sour. So yes, certainly in in a year that anticipates a, a, a major tournament. Uh, that's coming up, which is the the Euro this year. Certainly, a lot of guys that are in contention or they're even on the fence about making a national team are guys that feel that playing time is going to help their cause. It's going to help, uh, or it's going to make more difficult more difficult uh, choices that each one of the national team coaches has to make. So certainly, Julian Weigel, uh, having been someone that was uh, a steady presence in the Dortmund. Uh, lineup in the beginning of the season had kind of lost some some minutes there so certainly we can understand this choice of of wanting to to be featured in a team that's going to give them playing time um but just getting back to the game and, and we all three of us at, at predictions here on this game uh and you mentioned two nothing correct um dave what would you what did you say two, two, i said two one two one i said four one um <laughs> That's how confident I was uh, of this game. But here's here's the thing. Um, so Befica played after Porto, uh, already knowing the result of Porto, goes into um, the the match or comes out of the tunnel at the Alvalade, uh, understanding that Porto had lost their game and they had a, a very, very important uh, game here at hand with the opportunity to go up seven points uh and we could we could tell that that was definitely in the players minds and, and i don't think that it, it changed their their game plan but certainly the way we saw Bifiga come into the alvalade and kind of boss most of that first half uh it certainly it was uh it was something that you could see that the team was determined to get the result you didn't think they bossed the, no, the first half <laughs> but they played much better than sporting no they had a, a few occasions uh, at least I counted at least three, four saves from for Maximiliano. Sporting that could have been a goal. Look, I, I could have been paying attention to other things, but from what I saw, uh, Sporting clearly had the most dangerous chance. You know, uh, what's his name? Um, Cam Camacho Camacho. Camacho Camacho. Randy man, Macho Camacho. Shout out to Post. Uh, then they had another one called back for offsides, which was a good call on their part. But again, I thought it was a pretty even first half. It wasn't anything crazy on either side, with the exception of that tremendous opportunity for Camacho to come through. Yeah, but I mean, you, you got the the one shot by PT point blank that Max Maximiliano saved. Mm -hmm. You got the header by Gabriel that he saved over the bar, uh, and you got the one from I want to I want to say was a Servi. Or Grimaldo that he kind of saved on his on his side. So Serpy. There's at least yeah. three opportunities in which Benfica had a chance to score. Uh I admit that Sporting did have those two chances. The one, the one blast off the post 
um, certainly Which is caught everyone by surprise, but w- very, very glaring again. Uh, one of the weak points from Befica between Ferro and Grimaldo, uh, a guy appearing on Grimaldo's back, and then Ferro, who we then later uh, learned that has been playing with a little bit of a knock, so he hasn't been at 100%, uh, certainly getting beat there on a ball that he usually doesn't get beat on. Uh, but but certainly I thought that the first half that, that Befica dominated most of the first half in, in terms of possession, in terms of initiative um, for the game. Uh, Sporting did have a few flashes um, in at the end of, of the second half. Uh, but, uh, I mean, at the first half, the second half was uh, was a different story. Sporting, I, I'm sure that they when they went into the locker room uh, and, and, and thinking, okay, well, our biggest rival is at our stadium and they've just been – dominating us in the first half there's we can't allow this so the way sporting came out for the second half they really pushed Benfica against uh against the the yeah i don't call that a chance i mean it was it wasn't it wasn't but go ahead keep talking um but uh but sporting had the the better play of the start of of uh of the second half um as, as they should have, uh, right? Befica was having a hard time um, possessing the ball, maintaining possession, uh, coming forward. Uh, and then it, there was, a, there was a, a, a critical moment there where things kind of kind of changed. Um, the one foul, if you guys recall, the one foul on Vlakodimus, which Vlakodimus is, is uh, almost at the top of the box, still inside the box, but gets uh, hit by uh, Philippe, I want to say. Um, and he goes down, and the game comes to a halt because he has to uh, get uh, attended to. Uh, it's definitely a clear foul, but at that time, it put a little bit of some water on the game for Sporting. Dave, what are your thoughts, man? What What are your thoughts in in general for for the game uh, and uh, and the Benfica's whole attitude in this game? Yeah, yeah, definitely. They uh, were the stronger team coming out of the the first uh, twenty minutes of the uh, the first half, but then uh, the uh, twenty minutes of either side of the uh, the, the half. So the uh, last uh, the last half of the first half and the first half of the second half, uh, Sporting I, I think controlled the game, controlled the pace of the game. Um, it was it was kind of a, a, a like we've mentioned already start a start and go. With uh, the beginning of the second half, uh, there with all the distractions and uh, um, the fireworks and flares being thrown on the the pitch, so there was uh, there wasn't really much of a pace to the match. Uh, but when it once it did start up again, uh, Sporting did control the uh, the second half, especially when they had uh, they had created the opportunities. Um, but uh, yeah, the the second. Uh, the last 20 minutes of the game, once uh, Rafa got uh, subbed on, it was a, a, a different Benfica that uh, was creating more chances, uh, had more flair, especially with Rafa on the wing there. And uh, it was, it was uh, you can break the game into to, uh, quarters. Uh, Benfica won the, the first and uh, last quarter, and, and Sporting kind of controlled the, uh, the second and third quarter of the match, I felt. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, so... Yeah, it was. If you guys want to go in and watch that game, but that injury time stoppage, not time stoppage, but play stoppage, uh, 
no, no, no. That was that in the first half, but that when uh, when uh, when Vlakodimos got injured, oh, yeah. that stopped, and that was perhaps at the height where Sporting was being the most dangerous. And at that point, after that injury, and I got and I watched the game last night again. Uh, after that injury. It seemed that Benfica was able to get a little bit more control of uh, of possession. Uh, Rafa comes in the game in the 74th minute. Uh, Rafa, who had already uh, featured uh, in Benfica's last game just for a few minutes, comes back after being absent since the 28th of September. That that's quite a October. October was it October or was it September? October. It was at uh, the end of October. It was in October. So I apologize for that. But uh, six minutes later, he was uh, very opportunistic and he was able to uh, to get the goal. Cristiano, you're, you're actually um, watching a little bit of the recap now. Watching that first goal, does that look like Vinicius gets the assist or you just think that the I, ball got I, away from him? I just think they... they <laughs> it looked like little seven-year-old soccer when everybody's chasing bunched the ball, up. bunched up and... They're all trying to get their foot on the ball, and I don't it's think like a he, rugby scrum. I, I don't think that was a pass by any stretch of the imagination. You got to just give credit to Rafa to find a way to get involved. Obviously, he's another seven-year-old just trying to get into the scrum, <laughs> and, and luckily the ball fell to him, and, and he had the calm uh, to tuck it opposite post, and which is something that we couldn't say in his first two years. I mean, think he would have done because he was always finding himself in goal-scoring opportunities in front of the goal, and he would find a way to mess that up. So you can tell he's a totally different player, man. We say it over and over and over. When Rafa is on, he's he's, he's a difference maker for Benfica. So once he comes into the game, you definitely knew that Sporting now had to watch out because, again, I've said it a million times, you can't teach speed. And speed throws off the game. And so... Um, credit to him. Credit to Vinicius for not giving up on that play. Originally, when I seen him with his head down and everyone tussling, and I was just like, "What the hell?" Okay, and then all of a sudden, I just, I just started screaming. I mean, um, you know, credit to them for not giving up. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that was uh, like, as I mentioned, very opportunistic. And, and the one thing, game. though, I got, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. I was in a group chat, right? With, with, with you know, a bunch of friends, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so he scores a goal. We're all going nuts, right? Was screaming. And then like a minute goes by. Two minutes, <laughs> three. I'm like, what the? And then my boy starts second. Vergonya, Vergonya. I'm like, are you? I, yo, I'm like, they call this shit off. I'm, what I'm going took crazy. so long? I think they were, they were, they were trying to find the reason. They were looking for anything. I mean, I don't know. They, I, I don't know what the, the hell. Out, they, call they, off the game. They, yeah, no, the, no, the, the goal. goal. They were looking for. I think they went back 20 minutes to see if there was like a round <laughs> called. Like they were looking for <laughs> anything and tape. everything. To try to call that, to try to call that goal back, and so as my boy sex and he says Vergonya, Vergonya, I'm I'm living. I lose my shit, right? And I think, bro, they call the goal back. And then all of a sudden, I see, I, I I wanted to strangle my friend. It I mean, was that it really was, gave um, me a heart attack. It was awful. I can't. Uh, four. I don't minutes? know. It, it doesn't just at least. It doesn't at least four. How that lengthy examination of the video. It was not that. Uh, borderline. I think it was obvious that there was no offside there. But here's the thing: I think that that ends up uh, that ends up being bad for Sporting, right? And I'll tell you why, right? And I'm not trying to make excuses for Sporting. I already gave you the one with lack of image. But here's the thing, right? And Cristiano, he's played ball and he knows when you suffer a goal, 
the first thing that you want to do is put the ball, the ball in the middle play and play it again uh -huh. and go after the result. Now you got four minutes. Letting that marinate. It's just sitting there and it's marinating. And, and now you're and thinking you about the mistake. But at the same time, the difference, see, I, I think I, I see where you're going, but I think there's a little difference to what to, to the path you're heading now, which is with the VAR, it does give you some type of false hope that they can call this back now. You understand what I'm trying to 100%. say? hundred percent. So kind of like, you know, yes, you're right. It's kind of getting you out of your out of your mentality of, you know, out of out of, you know, let's get back into the game, that fighting spirit. But at the same time, it's also giving you that. Wait a minute. Maybe we just got bailed out here. So it's kind of, I don't know. It's counterproductive, I guess. Yeah. I, I just think that uh, in terms of, you know, th that that fire that you have that they just scored on, on me in my house in front of my fans. I want to get this ball in the middle of the pitch, get it started and try to go chase this result. And now you got four minutes that you're sitting there. And I certainly understand having the, the false hope. Um, but uh, this is at the same time your adrenaline, this rage that you may have, if you could call it rage, of course, that you have in, in, in inside of you of wanting to get the result back. Now you kind of slowly pouring cold water on it, and it's now you're calm, you're kind of calming down. That's I, I I'm just looking at it that way. I don't know if that's what happened or not, but I'm looking. No, you're right, but at the same time, you're hoping to get bailed out by because because that's look. There's a lot of people that are pro. Uh, VAR and people that are but, know, uh, for, here's, here's right? the other thing right Ilori who was the guy that was putting Rafa onside uh -huh. he clearly has to know that he was putting him onside it, but, uh, but when it's close. taking that long that was close but when it's that, taking but, that but long he, now all but, of a sudden, I don't even, but I don't even think he clearly knows because that was close right. I mean, let's be honest that, that was like an inch and a half whatever. it was off but, right? but he what, knows that but the longer it goes, the, longer the it more goes, hope it the builds. The more hopes because, like, wait a minute, yo, we got something here. But now then it, it comes to a point where it's just, like, laughable. Like, okay, like, yo, come on. I'll, what are you looking for? So uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. They, yeah. I mean, there's so many jokes I could do here, but I'm just. So uh, as, a, as a result of. But it looks it looked very, very amateurish for the Portuguese league. For a goal. 100%. Like that, look, I get it. It's close. Like I said, just a minute ago, it was close, but you could clearly see. Once you see the first replay, he's on. Now, again, honestly, they had to be rewinding the tape because if you just looked at the ball the minute it comes off of Vinicius' foot into when it got to Rafa's foot, he was clearly on side. From, from that one angle, that, 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 from the side that land. Well, obviously, all the replays are going to be from the side, but that's it. It's, it's clear as day he's on side. What else were they looking for? Exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing. I don't know what they were looking and for. And after how many minutes does it is the ref not supposed to go and check it for himself if he's still if they're still uh, undecided? Like at, at what minute mark did they decide? Why don't you go take a look at it? You could yourself? take a look at it, but I don't think there was any indecision. I think that as Cristiano mentioned, they're probably looking for things that happened within the same play that yeah, could then have if they, invalidated the goal. I, I think then if they would have gotten to a point where like, look, we can't make a decision. You go ahead. You're the referee. It's on you. Look at the video monitor. Right. But I don't think it ever got to that. No, I, it never got to that. He I, just stood there. You know, shaking his legs not to get cold, uh, but you know, I I thought that the VAR I'm, I'm 
in favor of the VAR for many, many reasons, um, but it has to be done correctly. And the VAR is only as good as the guys that are in front of the camera, really. Uh, so, yeah, I understand that it takes away from the emotion of the game. I, th I think it's away from the spontaneity of the game, uh, the celebrations on close goals like that. It, it It's almost anticlimactic, right? But, uh, you know, there's a lot of truths that could be resolved i, I think they got caught up in a moment and they were like everyone else at the start of a lot uh waiting to make sure if uh an offer would come in from manchester united for Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> they just got caught up in a moment <laughs> they said let's see if well, they let's would. give them a couple more minutes let's, let's see extend if, it yeah I think let's that's see if something. the if the phone rings uh but as as a result of and i want to now i want to go back to the fireworks as a result of that of that uh I don't know whether to be sad for the club because I have very good sporting used to friends, as you know, uh, right? And, and and there's a lot of good dudes that are sporting fans, and I don't know whether to uh, feel feel sad for them because of the club is in the disarray that it that Look, it is, it or like just find it comical. You and I were at one of the Benfica supporters groups uh, headquarters. And uh, I said, I turned to them. I said, you guys are crazy. Right? And they're looking at me like, what the f like yo, simmer down, bro. <laughs> you guys are crazy. <laughs> like, I love you guys. But you guys are crazy. You know, you guys go on the road. You're throwing bombs at, at, at goalies. Remember they threw the M80 and the, the, the goalie, like, was on the floor for two days because his eardrums was, remember, a couple years ago on the road? Mm, yeah. And I'm using this example because this 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 refers back to what you said about your sport. I think he's the friends, right? And, and those guys turned to me and said, look, man, there's a lot of us. Look, in here, in this room, it's a bunch of great guys. But there's also some knuckleheads, and it's really hard for us to control everyone. And I'm pretty sure that there's a ton. You know, first of all, the room got quiet when I said they're all crazy, and I thought I was going to get my ass kicked. <laughs> Real quiet. And then they were like, oh, I'm like, okay, fine. But after we got over, they, they went on to explain to me that, you know, there's there's some knuckleheads, and it's hard to control yeah. everyone. And the same thing with, with Spartan. There's a lot of good guys. Right, I don't want to say a lot. There's a couple, a couple of them are good guys. I'm not really fan, but there's a few good legatos out there. And again, then you have a bunch of idiots that know uh, that when they're playing Benfica, as I've stated here many times, when you play Benfica, it's your, it's your Super Bowl, it's your World Cup final, and they know when they're playing Benfica, they make a statement, right? Because everyone, the whole country, and not just the country, but any Portuguese person around the world and other other fans of football that, that love football and that know about Benfica and know about big games, they'll watch these games. And so it's an opportunity for them to make a statement, uh, whatever it is, for whatever reason. There's a lot of BS going back and forth with Varandas. There's still some yeah. groups that support uh, uh, Bruno Carvalho, there's groups that support the, it's just, it is a clusterfuck what's going on inside that yeah. club. And all I can say is that I am extremely happy that it's their club and not my club that's going through this. Yeah, mess. certainly as, as Cristiano mentioned, uh, an event of, of this uh, magnitude with the exposure that it has uh, being televised to uh, millions of homes throughout the, the world, certainly they were all stealing IPTV. <laughs> just... <laughs> Certainly, uh, they felt that there was there was a message to be sent here. Uh, I I think that that black smoke bomb was that was thrown right in the beginning was indicative of what was to come, uh, and then the, the flares were just nonstop. You think that was a black smoke, or were they burning some? I think they were just burning. No, it, something. it was it's it was a black smoke bomb. It was. Yeah, it it was very very black. What, uh, what's What's the message that they're trying to put well, across there? They're, they're they're throwing it at their. This is the beginning of the second half. That's, they're throwing it at their own keeper. 
That's and why that's, can't they do it in the first half against Vlakodimos? And that's absolutely right because that just shows that they're against the the team. Um, because that that derby we were at, they did the same it thing to, uh, to Rui Patricio right at the beginning of the game. They threw that us. was that was right before the attack on the uh, that was the week shit. before because I believe that I could be wrong. two weeks, two weeks. That was the second last game of the season. And then, then went, they went to Madeira and uh, blew yeah. the lead there, and then, then they got beat up. And then two they got beat up. Yeah, but yeah. I, that was two weeks. That was like really a week. It was Saturday. Then game Sunday, it was right before the Portuguese and then Tuesday beat up. I think that was the game in between. I think that that Benfica game, if I'm not mistaken, again I'm not sporting Easter, so I shouldn't be remembering this, but I, I might be right on this. That game, the Benfica game, followed them getting knocked out by was Atletico Madrid, whatever's in Europa League, where yeah. Fernando Mendes, those guys all threatened the the players there. So there was a lot of hostility yeah. at the time already. So then they come back and they play Benfica in a big game. Yeah. Um. They went nuts, right? Obviously, they threw all them flares. And after the game, they tied. They drew Benfica zero zero. And at that time, Dave, if you recall, Benfica was in third place. And yeah, Sporting controlled their own destiny at that I point. I remember going in. Alfredo, you'll remember. I remember going into the the the, the conference, right? Post game press conference, and having uh, journalists who were obviously biased, excited and happy. A lot of guys from up north, excited and happy, pounding their fists that you know Benfica. They're out of the Champions League only for a week later. Sporting go ahead yeah. and, and shoot their load. And, and then Acuna and everybody else. And we know what happened. But, yeah, I mean, look, they they have this history of trying to make these stands. And what better day to make a stand than against Benfica? Yeah, I mean, you add, day. for example, look, different circumstances. But just this past uh, weekend when Benfica, that same day when Benfica played Sporting, uh, Football Club Porto played Sporting Braga at home. And. The the, the 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 Braga fans boycotted the game. They didn't go to the game. They did not go to the going to watch the game because they feel a weekday game, uh, you know, late kickoff um, is just too much for the fans. They instead decided to go and watch the Braga B team the next day on Saturday afternoon, where they call it a reasonable time and they supported their, their club there. And again, they decided to make a stand. Why? It's a big game as well for Porto do Porto. Yeah. Uh, so it's you know it's in these big matches. Uh, where clubs and fans and everyone else alike is going to make uh, these uh, statements. Yeah, so as a result of the statement uh, in the beginning of the, the, the second half, we had 10 minutes at a time. Well, uh, you, so, but so that's the, not just that. Was the it's VAR, the 10 minutes and the VAR and then the, 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 the Vlacodimos. Yeah, plus the substitutions. Uh, so Tarab came in for Servi, uh, Seferovic came in for Vinicius, then Seferovic assisted Rafa in the 99th minute. Uh, and what a finish! And what a, what what a, a finish. finish with the outside of his foot. I look, man. I'm eating crow, and and as you guys that have listened to Benfica podcast for years know, I love eating crow, and it's about my team. I adore. It. I eat that shit raw. Love it. Rafa, years ago, he would have that that shit would have hit the guy that threw the the, the smoke bomb into the field. <laughs> in years previous, but last year and this year something clicked, and the guy's taking his game to a whole new level. And I don't know if it's just the the the, the calmness of uh, of of be, you know knowing your teammates and being at Benfica and kind of like feeling like you belong now. Maybe the price tag of 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 sixteen million euros, which is still to this day the biggest transfer in Portuguese football history between Portuguese clubs. Maybe that was weighing on him, and now he's finally gotten over the hump. Well, not now because he got over the hump last year, but it's just the guy's a totally different player. What a magnificent finish! Got to give it up. To Safedovic with the nice chip and getting getting him the ball, another one yeah, with the presence with, of mind to find him. Another one with cement feet, shocked 
<laughs> that he was able to make that pass. <laughs> so, and, uh, credit to Rafa, man, if, for twisting his body and tucking if, it with the outside of his foot. If Tony Soprano throws Seferovic off the up. boat. Never coming up. <laughs> He's not forget it. That guy, that guy is gonna sink to the bottom of the ocean. So anyway, a, a very, um, a very good win for Benfica at Alvalade, as it is um, always uh, victories at Alvalade. But but Dave, uh, this game. Uh, marked 17 wins in a row, away wins. But th there's there's quite a few other other numbers here that I'll let you talk about. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, uh, Bruno Lage with uh, 17 away wins in a row now, and he just broke uh, Rui Vitoria's record, which was uh, achieved in 2016-17 uh, season. Uh, and uh, this is Benfica's uh, best, or not Benfica's, is the best first round um, result in the history of the uh, Portuguese league with uh, 18 clubs involved. Um, so Benfica has 48 uh, points at the halfway mark, winning 94% of their games. Uh, the previous record was held by Porto in uh, the 96 97 season, uh, which had 47 uh, points. So uh, some records being broken uh, at the Avalad uh, on Friday there. Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. I think that uh, it, it, it's it's remarkable that Benfica has achieved this level of consistencies. And one of my opinions has always been that consistency wins uh, championship, right? So the most consistent team throughout the season is going to win the championship. And if there's uh, something that Benfica has been, has been consistent. It, it hasn't always been consistent in terms of performances. I think uh, if you guys recall and, and you listen to the podcast on, on a reg, um, you will, uh, you'll know that two months ago we were all complaining about you know what's going on with Benfica in terms of the performances that they're putting out uh but certainly uh things the 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 ship seems to have have righted itself uh Lodge continues this amazing run uh that um that he's been on since he took over and i think it was just a year ago this past weekend where Benfica lost for the last time away Right, Dave? Uh, at Portimonense. They haven't lost yeah. away since then. Rui Bombo's last game. Rui Bombo's last game. With two own goals. That's right. Fast forward a year. How, mu how much has changed? A lot. A lot. But look, let's not, let's, let's, let's not, you know, hide here, right? There's been a lot of ups and downs this year. So we're just glad that right yeah. now we've been able to straighten out the, you know, the whip. And like, as Dave said, I think last week, every time if you get to January, they seem to straighten everything out and they get on these these uh streaks and hopefully it continues. But I'll tell you, it is nice to have a seven-point lead. Um, I think it relaxed the guys going into the game on Saturday, knowing that even if, if they slipped up, they would at the very least uh, you know, still be four points up. And 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 so that that makes you relax and, and it helps you, you know, calm down your nerves. Obviously, when you relax, your nerves calm down. <laughs> Yeah. Breaking news. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can you can relax and your nerves still be a mess. No, but <laughs> but here's here's the the thing that a uh, couple things that I wanted to say uh, to you, uh, Cristiano, and and certainly uh, seven points of, uh, ahead of uh, of Porto and still with the second half, the whole second half to to play uh, is something that it still leaves a lot of Benfica's hesitant. Yes, there's some confidence for sure, um, but I don't think anybody's losing their, their head in, in terms of this, Benfica's got it in a bag simply because of the example that we had last season of Benfica coming back from seven points down and, and winning the championship. Certainly, uh, 
it's it's encouraging to see the team having this type of a lead. Uh, you got a game um, against Porto in February. Do you think if we beat Porto at the Dragão at that point, it's we're it's halfway good. home? It's in like what three weeks, right, Dave? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had February eighth. It's yeah. It's, it's February. Uh, so yeah, it was like in about three weeks. That game. I mean, that's. I wish I was at that. Well, game. it's live for life or dead. I thought you were saying it's live. I was like, yeah, it's live. It's life or death, <laughs> certainly. It is. I mean, absolutely. They're gonna th- throw everything in the kitchen sink at it. I mean, look, but, that's uh, gonna be their last hope. Of if Benfica doesn't slip up between now and then, that will be their last hope to catch Benfica. And we know the old trickery, everything will be out. Everything, the old tricks. Cold showers. The voodoo, the alcohol in the, the tunnel. The, smell, the smelly balneari. Yeah, that, yeah, everything, rubbing alcohol in the tunnel. I mean, it'll be, you know. I don't know if it was, I think it was uh, rubbing alcohol. Benzina. No, for your rubbing alcohol. No, that's, was, that's what Veloso and all those. I've, yeah. seen, the, I've seen all those. Is it rubbing or Benzina? Which is like this, this really, it's like a a lacquer thinner that has a very, very strong strong, uh, uh, smell. I got to look that up. But anyway, uh, I just wanted to go back to something, and and I know that you were being funny at the time. uh, But certainly, after we beat Sporting 5 0, you made a prediction that By by Christmas, this is wrapped up. You may only be a, a few weeks away from well, that prediction, I'm right? Still, look, by, by Christmas 2020, Benfica will be champions already. <laughs> if they hold... Hey, are, are there any uh, religions still celebrating Christmas? You know, the Orthodox might... Uh, I think all the Christmas season is over by this this point, right? The 21st we'll, of January. We'll well, look, the only Christmas. reason why it's not wrapped up, to be brutally honest, is because we played miserably at the start of the lose in the one game. Against, against Porto, the one yeah. decent team in the league, which was against Porto. We got annihilated, and credit to them for coming into our home and, and spanking us. But it, had we won that game, think about it now, we'd be 10 points up. Still yeah. wouldn't be 15, but I was right. I was right. And I'm, uh, I said 15 away from Sporting because we <laughs> 5-0, and I said we'd be 15 points up. It would have been wrapped up. Sporting's actually closer to getting relegated 15 points away from relegation uh, than they are to first place, uh, first place, which is obviously 19 points. That's yeah. another, another one for our, that I got to. Well, the, we'll just have to see, but the one thing that I liked, and I think that, that uh, Benfica seems to have gotten past the sort of wood sporting, but not what Porto is the fact that now they're able to go into the Alvalaz and really not be afraid of anything <laughs> while they go, when they go into the Dragon, there's always, uh, you know, a feeling. I think the only thing to really be afraid of when you go into Alvalaz is your <laughs> flares get thrown on you. No, not even it's Bruno Fernandes. Cause my man just walks around being mad at the world. He just he got mad at a get, cop today. He gets mad at everybody. What the hell does that guy what? get mad at? Wouldn't you be mad? You're still stuck in uh, Sporting, and the the other team there they can't uh, agree on a transfer uh, uh, price for you. Like you just want to get out of this poor guy has been linked to getting transferred out of there for for a year and a half now, and they still can't uh, can't get it uh, resolved between both guys there. So I, I'd be pissed off too if I was still playing for Sporting at this point. You get beat up, and then still you rescind your contract. Sign a new contract, and the the fans are still aren't uh, with you. Like, come nah, on, the fans are with him. I think the fans are with him. That guy is God. He walks on water. Uh, with anything to do with Sporting, I just, you know, the guy is just he's mad rapping. I don't know. <laughs> Tell me why you mad, son. You know, why you mad? Why you that? He's, he's just, always mad. He's always mad. He's always mad. Maybe because he he just needs to get the heck out of there. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, we we've spoken way too much about Sporting unrelated why? to it's uh, fun. 
to Benfica. And, you know, up next for Benfica, Pass Freire. They lost today, by the way, to Braga, 2-1. to one. Yeah, that was a shit They got knocked out of the Taça CTT, Taça de Cerveja, so Whatever no 3 for you guys. So, but look, look at it. You can still sell Bruno Fernandes, possibly. You never know. Well, but Sporra came in. Uh, I mean, Sporra just signed for seven million. Hey, look, don't laugh at that guy. That guy had a nice scoring. He had some nice numbers in the, whatever seven, country. Is he worth seven million? If he scores, what all, country was he playing? Was Ronaldo Tomas worth twenty million? <laughs> <laughs> it's all about if he scores. If he comes According in, to Espanol, apparently he's still worth twenty yeah, million. So if he comes in, he starts scoring seven million. By, might might be cheap, but look, wherever where's he coming from? I don't even know where he's coming from, but I know he had. Look at his days. What's his you know, name? Like, his numbers. His, name is his Spong, goals. Yo, from. his numbers are nasty. He's got really good numbers. What league is he playing? Dave, look that up, please. S P S P O R A. Yeah. What is he, Slovak or Slovenian, right? Yeah, so what league was he playing in? Yeah, he was playing in the Slovenian league. Nah, that's Slovenian. <laughs> nice, bro. Dave, look that up real quick. I'm, I'm curious. Look up the Slovenian league and tell me what, what the top three teams. Oh, Can you on. say top three teams in Slovenia? Yeah, of course. Go. Now I won't let Dave do it because... Uh... <laughs> Uh, let me see. Oh, let David. The Slovenian league. Slovenian or Slovakia? It's Slovenian. Oh, no, but he. Oh, he's Slovenian. He plays in Slovakia. That's that's what it is. Okay, that, that's like being Portuguese playing in La Liga in Spain. I mean, come on, that's, that's a tough league, bro. Dave, it's like being Portugal and playing the national championship championship in the Sorge. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. Give me the top three teams of the Slovenian league or the Slovan Bratislava. Yeah, Zelina. You know your tia is Zelina. I went with her to the prom. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Dak 1904. Ah, uh, 1904. Yeah, nice. Place, I like the connection. Place for the Cowboys starting quarterback. <laughs> Dak. He wears number four, right? That's there it. you go. He's probably the owner of the team. 1904. I like that. 1904. I see the connection there. Um, so, and he comes from uh, Bratislava. This, uh, now, this guy. Give us his goal numbers. He's got, look, uh, if the competition. 12, 12 goals in 11 games, this guy. Oh, give us previous years as well. He's got a really good 12 score. 12 goals in 11 games. That's a goal per game. Almost. Set up easy. Já tinha outro trofeu do melhor. I bet you get. I bet how, you. How I, is he not being picked up by clubs I, like Arsenal? I bet you Bruno Fernandes gets the MVPs of his games. <laughs> Dave, no scoring. Hey, this guy, this guy, 30, 35 goals uh, last season for look, this uh, guy in, in thirty six games. Guy, look, we're all laughing. If you're listening to this podcast, that it is the this is the episode to recommend to your Lagarde friends since we talk so much about sport. No, but 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 look, we have to be fair. You're all laughing, but there's other guys that have shown up in Portugal. Like who the who did, and, and they turn out to be nice players. Look, we could turn around in a couple of months or next year. And when say, was the last time the Sporting signed a nice player? What do you mean? Like, uh, like, like I'm, I'm, when I said, when I said, no, when I said, what do you mean? Meaning from lower leagues or just overall a nice player? Overall. Uh, <laughs> Vieto. Can you even say he's a nice player? As he's, he's been okay. I mean, Acuna. <laughs> Mateo. 
Mathieu, like three years ago, he came from Barcelona. Obviously, Barcelona loaned him out, and then they decided to, or he rescinded his contract. Mm. But Mathieu, does he count? Who? Mathieu? Any player. Mathieu, then, three years ago. All right. No? Um, Dave, who else? Benfica plays. Oh, Wendell. They got Wendell from nobody, and he's been all right. Benfica plays Pas Freire this Sunday, 5.30 local. Uh, Pas Freire. What's Pas Freire up to, Dave? Uh, they're in 15th uh, position right now in the league uh, at the halfway point. Uh, 16 points from four wins, four draws, and uh, nine losses. Coming in uh, undefeated in their last four games uh, in this match here. So two wins and two draws. Um, and uh, Benfica's previous 12 meetings up at uh, Pash Freda are uh, 10 wins, one draw, and one loss. So the draw coming in March 2017 and the loss coming in uh, January of 2015. So some uh, recent performances uh, not going our way up there. Yeah, Pas Freire is... Uh, what do we do in the first uh, round? Did you mention that already? 5-0. 5, zero. five, five, five nothing. That was at home. 5 nothing yeah, at home. That was the, after the Sporting game. Which five we started nothing. off... We didn't play that well, but it was another game similar to the Sporting game the week prior where we didn't play beautiful football, but yeah. we scored goals. Pas, Pas Freire is... Uh, Mobil, that's right. They, so they have one, an real, Ikea store or an Ikea factory up there. They do. But five. that's not... But how, how do you put an Ikea in a Capital do Mobil? That makes no sense. Vela, uh, two points uh, from the relegation zone they are currently, and uh, as you mentioned, um, they're they're on a good streak so far in the past four games. Yeah, 15th place. Uh, yeah, they, they're real good. Stiano doesn't have the best memories of uh, of Pas Freire away games. That game oh. that's always in a small uh, small pitch. Um, so that one year I went crazy with Steve. Right, that's what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about. Oh, Stiano, George Jesus, right? Are you yeah? Jesus. Are you um, concerned at all that after? Uh, an emotional win against Sporting, albeit deserve it and, and work for that the team will lose some focus against playing against a, a very, very low on the table pass later. Yeah, I have concerns, but it's not not due to the fact we just won a big game. It's more of we got seven points up on our biggest rival, uh Football Club de Porto. Maybe will the guys be lax? I, you know, obviously there's always that concern in the back of my mind, but I don't I don't think so. As we spoke at the beginning of the problem, we're talking about Vigo and Tarapts and Gabriel. I think there's competition now. You know, Rafael came back. There's competition for spots and I, uh, for spots. And I think guys will, will, will go in there and, and look, they, they know if they don't perform well, they get they could get yanked out and might not see, you know, meaningful minutes for for the for the next couple of weeks. So yeah. um and I think Benfica is also Believe it or not, with all this nonsense that goes on in Portugal off the pitch, right? And it just seems like it's always directed towards Benfica, right? The hatred. I think that motivates the players as well. Obviously, the fans, the tremendous fan support. Anywhere Benfica goes in Portugal, they have a tremendous amount of support. The fans, it's just magnificent, right? And then the hatred from everyone in their, you know, in their mothers. I, I think everywhere the players turn, there's, there's just reasons for motivation. And I think um, I think they'll do their job, bro. I'm like, I have no. I mean, it, it's the only way Benfica loses points in these games is, you know, if it's raining, the pitch is in terrible conditions. Which I did hear that the pitch in Pasfreira is not in the greatest of conditions. But if if all things are equal, you know, obviously it's a nice, cool, you know, winter night in in Porto, Pasfreira, or it's right next to Porto, um, and the pitch is not too messed up. I think Benfica wins these games, man. I mean, it's really hard to see any team in Portugal with the exception of, you know, Porto Braga and 
this border. This giving them a fight. And I know we we struggle at home against Ops, and anything could happen on any given day. But there's uh there's half a jump right into the starting lineup. Yeah, I, I, if it was me, I would absolutely do it. And I would actually do it uh, where he played this week when he came in for Shakingo as that second striker. I would do that. And as you know, I'm not the biggest set of E fan, but right now, look again, I'm a big believer. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, and I think I, I want Rafa on the field um, at all times. Servi actually, I hate to say this, but he deserves to play. Uh, Chiquinho, you hate to say it. <laughs> I hate to say it. Chiquinho is not a, a, a second striker, in my opinion. He doesn't have the, the pinta to be a starting uh, second striker for Benfica. And Rafa, if he's going to get uh, you know, on the score sheet, he's going to score goals as we've seen him do because, again, he's got the ability to to beat players one-on-one, not just with, with his speed, but with his with the ball at his feet. He's got the ability to create things. I, I think I throw that guy in there, and um, I ride my horse to the victory lane. Yeah, it certainly hasn't been uh, a very good uh, past, uh, I would say, four, maybe five games for Chiquinho. Um, or Vinicius as well. He he has he's been kept off the goals uh, sheet since uh, December eighteenth for uh, Vinicius. The thing with Vinicius that we have to take a look at at Sporting at times he was on an island and it was very very hard for him to get anything going. I remember him running down the left by himself with no Benfica player next to him. Uh, and just trying to hold the ball. He's just a guy that's going to be combative uh, against the, the center forwards, uh, and hopefully he's going to uh, combine with the guys that are coming from the midfield and open up something uh, and maybe win the ball on on a physical type. And Dave, challenge. you said he hasn't scored since December what? 18th. That's five it. games now. And Benfica rejected a 60 million uh, euro offer. Imagine he'd been scoring. What would the offer be, Dave? Was it 60 million euro? Was it 60 million? Uh, they were Engli- un- unnamed English uh, team. <laughs> 60 million pesos. Hey, but uh, there was also an unnamed English team offering 25 million for uh, Seferovic uh, as well. So lots of money in England to be spent, it seems like these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Luis Liviera's uh, back is it's so sore for him for him tapping himself in the back that he would, doesn't even know what to do with himself. Sporting better be careful and finalize this Sporta deal because if they sell all these guys, they're gonna be in the market for a striker. Sporta from Slavia Praga. <laughs> I'm telling you, keep an eye on him. So anyway, um, that is all. Uh, that's all we got for uh, today. Next week we'll be back. We'll recap uh, this. Um, this past Friday game, and we'll look ahead to Benfica's next game, which is, is what I think is Bullness. Bullness. That's correct. Yeah. On a Friday, then we have Famalicão for the Taça de Portugal. That game will be at home. The Bullness game yeah. will, will yeah. be at home. Yeah, I was going to say, here's uh, Vaqueiro's chance to go to Jamor. <laughs> but, <laughs> but sorry, Vaqueiro, they're coming home. <laughs> um, so and then and then Benfica will play for Malikão on midweek. So they'll play Bolnes on a Friday. After they play Pasfeira this Sunday, then they will play for Malikão uh, midweek the week after that. Uh, and then basically we're we're into uh, February at that point, crucial month month of February with the games in Europe and the game against uh, against Porto at the Dragão. And the and the oh, did you just mention the games in Europe? Okay, yeah. Shakhtar. Yeah, not bad. I didn't because I mean I. I you know, you see the games in Europe. They're all in Europe. <laughs> yeah. 
more right. geography talk here on the podcast. Geography is not a strong suit for sure. Thank you very much for uh, checking this out. We have actually been live on YouTube, and oh, I will really? uh, I will leave this on YouTube. We've been recording. This is episode 350. It sneaked up on us real quick. Um, certainly, I mean, if you guys have been with us, you know the longevity of our, of our podcast, and we're extremely happy on and and enjoy the work we do especially Cristiano. my apologies for, for, to you guys have been listening to us for a long time and having to put up with me but my love <laughs> and so uh Cristiano on twitter at 10co10 dave at 87do87 uh at talking to the doll is mine at Benfica Podcast, BenficaPodcast.com. Don't forget to check out our friends and, and what we're part of, BenficaIndependent.com. Um, we have just launched a, a Patreon page there that will have exclusive content for, for pay, patrons. I guess, can you say patrons? Mas, mas, mas. Direito, comer e patron, como? <laughs> Yes. All right. That's very important. I think that uh, there's two levels of subscribing. So uh, if you want to go on, on there and check out, I mean, yeah, so it's definitely something you want to you want to yeah, check out, man. Look, if you two... love Benfica and you love what we do here, you're gonna appreciate what these, with the rest of the group, with everyone else is doing, and especially if you understand Portuguese. I mean, these guys do a tremendous job. I've jumped on. Alfredo's jumped on, and it's 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 a whole lot of fun. It's very informative, and it's all guys that love Benfica as much as we do. Um, and, and they're, you know, they're busting their behinds just like we do to put these, put these, you know, podcasts and these special events together. So definitely check it out. It is definitely worth your time. I mean, I would go as far as to say it's probably worth more than two bucks a month or two bucks. Yeah. Two no, bucks a, two month, bucks is, a is month is the lower. You're paying uh, for the Benfica play. You're going to get more action here, but I don't want to criticize. Two, two bucks a month is, is the lower, uh, <laughs> lower plateau. And then there's five dollars. a Two month. bucks a month. So, you get day for five. You get me. So, All right, that's what it's about. So definitely check that out. But the, uh, I mean, we're we're actually we're one of three pillars that founded the Benfica Independent, and and obviously there's a lot of people attached to that project right now from all over the world. Uh, but certainly we're we're happy in what that has grown, and we're looking to uh, add to that content, especially some of both the free and the Patreon content. If you're interested in writing for the site in English or any other language, make sure you reach out to uh, Podcast at Gmail. Uh, we'll get that going. And before you criticize the Patreon, right, the Patreon way of doing things, don't forget, all this equipment here costs money. And everything we make is going to be reinvested back into the project and the Benfica yeah. Independent, into, into, you know, uh, the projects that, that will all be available to, to anyone who, who wants to follow the project. So it's none of it is going in yeah. our pockets. This is all going to be, you know, for, for, for your services, uh, I would say. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for you guys that have been following the Bifiga podcast, and I think you know how I feel about that 350 episodes and not one episode has been monetized, but you can send in donations if you like. Um, so uh, he doesn't want you know, you know how I feel about that. Certainly, I didn't create this podcast and I don't have these guys on to and to make money and get rich off of it. By the contrary, all the money that's been spent has been out of mine in Christiana's pocket. So so certainly, uh, you know, it's not it's not something that we do to get rich. But certainly uh, there's times that uh, that the money that we collect goes right back into content, goes right back into equipment just to deliver a better product. Yeah, with that being said, guys, breaking news. We're... No, I'm joking. 
So, uh, you can only listen to us on Patreon going forward. You got 350 episodes free. Don't complain. So, thank you very much for uh, for checking us out. Uh, don't forget to follow us on all social media Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. My name is Alfredo Cristiano, and Dave have been here with me. Thanks again. See you next week. See you later, everyone.